Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the word of God and we want to do something special today. We want to talk about a way to learn the word that my guess is you haven't really practiced and maybe we should be. We talk about how important it is for God's truth to be in our innermost being and how's it get there? How do you really get God's truth deep into your soul, not just into your intellect, but deep in your soul? And I would suggest that there's a clue to this in the Scripture, and that clue is found in several places, but one of them is in Colossians chapter 3. And I might say that this whole week we've been looking at songs, Scripture songs, and in celebration, our church is having its 50-year anniversary starting tonight. We're celebrating all weekend long what God has done and how important it was to sing Scripture. But is this unique to us? Should it have been unique to us? Look at Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Earlier in, earlier in this chapter earlier in this book in chapter 1 verse 28, Paul said that his goal, his purpose was to present every man complete in Christ. And he said he would the way to do that, they proclaim Christ, teaching and admonishing every man. We just jump a couple chapters later, here in chapter 3, how did he teach? How did he tell us to teach? with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So question, when was the last time you taught somebody with a song, a hymn, a spiritual song? When was the last time you sang something to someone that you want them to know? Another question, when was the last time your pastor or one of your church leaders did that for you? They sang to you. When was the last time did that happen? Have you ever done it? And how about your congregation? Has your congregation ever sung to one another? You know, most of our congregations now, we there's a stage up front. We're sitting out there in rows, and it's kind of like we sing to the people on the stage, and they sing back to us. Have you ever looked at one another and sung? We're going to do that in a minute. I'm going to show show you how important it can be, how meaningful it can be. But my point is here— singing the scriptures, not only to God, but singing them to one another. Now, you've probably done this. My guess is you've done this with your children. You might have sung them a lullaby when you're putting them to bed. And those lullabies are are more than just trying to put them to sleep. It's teaching them something. I know I, Jesus loves me, this I know. And I learned that song probably from not only Sunday school, but being sung by a mom So many of you probably taught your children uh, about Jesus by singing to them. Singing gets into your soul, my friends. This is my point. Singing and music gets into your soul. There's a long time ago, one of the first contemporary Christian singers had a song, Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music? And that's really true. We should be singing to God as well. Now, but it says that we sing to one another. And I think one of the true secrets to our spiritual intensity, fervor, growth, 
in those early days of our church was we sang the scripture to one another. Sure, we had songs that we sang directly to God. You've got to do that. And, and music is meant to be sung to God, but it's also meant to be sung to one another. What would we sing? We would sing the exhortations and the commandments of God. We sang them to one another. When we talked about certain core principles of the Christian life, it wasn't only a sermon, because you can only give so many sermons, but you can sing a song over and over and over again. I know that, hey, if you're a pastor, you know that you never want to repeat yourself. You're always asking, I got to have some new material, but you don't have to have a new song. As a matter of fact, people like singing songs they already know. Do you sing your core values? Does your church sing your core values? Look at some of these songs that we used to sing. From Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We sang that, not only to God, but we that's a song we address to one another. God is saying that to us, we sing it to one another. How about singing Matthew 28? We sang these two songs together. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And Lord, I'm with you always, either to the end of the age. Those That was the last thing Jesus gave as the marching orders to his disciples. We sang that to one another. That ought to be, that ought to be something the church talks about more than just like once a year or during a missions conference, to sing it, to sing it to one another. What a, what a powerful thing. How about uh, Acts 1.8? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria, and even in the remotest part of the earth. What a, what a way to be reminded that we don't go by ourselves. We don't live life ourselves. We live in the power of the Holy Spirit. We sang that regularly to one another. Romans 12, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. This was a song we sang to one another. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing from 1 Thessalonians. Some of you, as I'm going through this, someone posted on the, on the, uh, this, uh, on the uh, below they posted that when I was teaching a couple days ago, they had to keep stopping the video because they would sing the songs along the way. If you're stopping now and singing, that's fine. If you're watching later in the day, don't do it if you're in the live chat. But if you're stopping and singing, that's fine. These songs, some of you, you haven't sung them in decades, but they're still in your heart and you remember them. How about 1 John 1, 7? If we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I don't know if you realize, if you're watching here, I have shared all these looking into the camera. I haven't had to read because I know these verses. How, do I, how did I memorize these? I sang them. They were sung to me. I sang them to others. Scripture gets deep in your soul this way. But how I came to realize this was, Several years ago, I was going to be teaching in our church on the topic of love. Now, that's a pretty important topic. I mean, like, that's pretty important in the Christian life. And we were having our programming meeting, shall we say, on, on Tuesday before, and 
talking about what music would go along, and I, I requested, can you guys sing a song about loving one another? Well, the, the, the song leader, who, by the way, I really like, and he's good, and he is my son-in-law, but he was thinking, I don't know any songs about loving one another. Let that sink in. Here he was, a song leader for our church, a new generation, but he didn't know any songs about this. And, and, and we ended up singing a song instead about how much God loves us. Fine to sing about how much God loves us, but, oh, it struck me that he didn't know any of these songs. And I might add, it struck him. After that, he went and began writing some scripture songs, and he began seeing the importance of, of knowing the scripture, singing the scripture, and, and he, it was an eye-opener for him as well. But with us, I was looking here thinking how often we sang about love. My friends, this is one of the most core, important core values. Let me just read a couple that we would sing. A new commandment give I unto you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you that you love one another, even uh, as I've loved you. I just said I don't need to read it, but let me. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. Have you ever sung that song or verse like that? Let me show you another one from Ephesians chapter, or Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And we'd repeat it. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. Therefore, be imitators of God. Singing about the love of God, exhorting one another to love. Can you imagine being in a room with someone you have an un, you had an unresolved conflict with, and you got to sing this song, and you're in a more of a circle. You're in a you're 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 not looking at the back of someone's head, or maybe the person you're tr- troubled with is sitting behind you. But if you open your eyes, you look at them, and you see them. This this shall we say it 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 pressured us to obey. To walk in the love as this and love as this commandment tells us to do, it made it practical. It made us. It 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 put the the focus on. Wow, do what this verse says. We would often, as a matter of fact, if 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 I had anything to do with it, and we'd sing songs about loving one another, I'd say, "Hey, open your eyes and look around the room as you sing this song." Everybody likes to sing with their eyes closed. I said, "No." Be imitators of God and walk in love. Look around the room. Look at your brothers and sisters that God has called you to love. A new commandment that you love one another. Look at one another because that's who you're obeying this command with. And then, of course, another one that that probably predated, actually, uh, uh, us because this is in the King James Version. But from 1 John 4, 7 and 8, probably many of you sing it. I thought we'd sing it. And you know what? I'm going to look at you and look in the camera when I sing rather than close my eyes. You might look at me and you might think, God, yes, God is commanding you to love even me. Or you might look around the room. I don't know. It's, is it awkward? Of course it is. 
To have eye contact with someone saying about loving them is it awkward? Of course it is. But it's powerful. Singing to one another, is it awkward, strange, different? Of course it is. For me to sing to you right here in a moment, is that awkward? You better believe it is. My skin's crawling just even thinking about doing that. I'm not a musician. I'm not a singer. But Scripture says to do it. And that's why I'm going to right now. Sing along with me, will you? Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. Amen. Let's do it. Father in heaven, we thank you for the gift of music, and we thank you for this instruction to teach one another and sing to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Father, I just confess it's awkward. It's strange. We don't, we don't do that in our culture. I can't imagine standing up on the sermon and giving a message in church and breaking into a solo myself. So, Father, show us how we can do this. And the songs that we sing help us to exhort one another, admonish one another, teach one another, help one another grow. I pray, Father, that we—I'm so grateful for so many churches that we sing worship songs. Lord, help us also to sing songs of your commandments. Help us to sing of your law. I think in the Psalms, it says that he loved your law and he meditated and he sang about it. Help your law to be deeply embedded in our heart because we sing it and we become emotionally attached to what you tell us. Oh, Lord, help us to have this type relationship with one another. Help this be the church. Help us, Lord, to grow in in obedience to your commands. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Again, this is a little strange, I understand it, but maybe this is what the church was meant to be. Maybe this is one of the reasons in our culture today, the church and Christians just don't seem to be all that different than the world. Maybe we need to get his truth deep in our soul. Maybe there's ways that we could learn it that we're neglecting, that are right there in Scripture. Remember what it says. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. With all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's why we come here each day, by the way. If you're new, welcome. We come here every single day to get in the word of God, to teach and admonish one another so that we might grow and that we might be presented complete in Christ, Colossians 1.28, that we might be mature Christians. That's what I want for me, for you. I know you want it as well. If you come here regularly, I'm so glad that you are seeking God and seeking to be all that God wants you to be and created you to be in Christ. If you're new, I hope you subscribe to the channel, like it, and share with your friends. If, you're, uh, if you can't watch live with us, you can watch later in the day or even listen to the podcast 
on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. I'll be back tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, and see you then. God bless you, and you have a great day. Bye-bye.